shit. Nigga, it's the niggas night out tonight, nigga. Oh. It's the niggas night out tonight, y'all. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> this is really an inside joke, but uh, me and one of my uh, my friends from Austin, his name is Adam. Uh, he used to be, he used to love this song. And anytime we're about to hang out, he, he'd be like, it's a niggas night out tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we always make fun of this song, man. That, that line is just funny to me. Who so Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs. I never yeah. heard this song. You never heard Buddha Lovers? It's no. like one of the best songs, man. Is it? <laughs> one of the best Bone Thugs songs? Well, or just. I, I thought so. Maybe it ain't, but. That's cool to me. It's cool to me. I think it's off of East 99. I think so. Mm. But anyway, we I bumped in with that because it is the niggas night out tonight. It's me and my boy, Figgy. Yes, sir. Oh, shoot. Now the video ain't want to work. Oh, here we go. My boy, Figgy. Yes. Here with me again. Yes. We, for the first time in Gems and Juice history, we are right. not joined by a lady co-host. <laughs> um, y'all bitches are hard to schedule around and we're just we're tired of it. No, I'm just playing. Jasmine couldn't make it, but um we still here in full effect. Yes. Doing a damn thing. Trying out this video thing. I'ma see if it works. It looked okay so far, but I, I have ADD, so I doubt I'm gonna remember to switch the <laughs> camera like it's supposed to be switched. But we'll see. Yeah. I feel like I should be doing that because you I feel like you're doing more. I mean, you can if you want. <laughs> we probably should have talked about this before we yeah, started, yeah. but whatever. Fuck, we in it now. It's a trial run. Yes. So, Jim and Juice podcast. I'm not going to introduce ourselves because there's only two of us. So, yeah, who the fuck you know cares? You know we do for a living. We know we do them. Oh, oh. <laughs> let, introductions though. Figgy, you went to the Beyonce <laughs> concert featuring yeah. Jay Z this past weekend. I did. I did. I went. So. I went on Saturday. Okay. It was pretty good. I ain't gonna. I, that was my first time seeing Beyonce in person. Or live performing, and um, it was pretty good. I, I became more of a fan of Beyonce after the concert. Of course, you did. Yeah, I, it's weird because when you hear music live and on bigger speakers, everything sounds good. So I'm listening. They they performed like three songs from the Carter album, mm-hmm. which I never really went back to. But um, when they played nice, I'm like, damn, this shit like way hard. It should not. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, you kind of got this whole, this kind of got that two-step vibe to it. Yep. I'm like, damn, so I've been playing that since. <laughs> so they actually did do songs off of the new album, right? They did three why songs. Was, why was that a rumor that they weren't doing any songs off that? No, they didn't They didn't do any songs off the album when they performed in Cleveland. Okay. And Cleveland was the first, that was the first stop of the uh, of the tour. Okay. So, um, yeah, I feel like Cleveland got snubbed. <laughs> I mean, that's a it's, typical thing for your city, sadly, man. Yeah. <laughs> First LeBron leaves. <laughs> Y'all don't get the exclusive Jay-Z and Beyonce songs. Yeah. But it's funny because they was all excited, like, oh, yeah, um, we going to the first concert, blah, yep. blah, blah. And all they did was perform, like, <laughs> what's the Bonnie and Clyde. Crazy in love and all <laughs> that bullshit. <laughs> so uh, was the Houston show special? Did they have any um, special guests they brought out? People were predicting, like, since it's Houston, Beyonce's hometown, it would be a special show. Was anything special about it, or was it a typical um, show? I feel like Beyonce part, Beyonce Jay Z part was typical, but they did perform. Um, oh, DJ Khaled brought out 
like Trey the Truth, okay, Slim Thug, Paul Wall. So nice. it was a lot of people like that. I actually missed all that part. I was running late because I was working Booker T. Yeah. I had to do some stuff for that. But um, so I missed all that. But they did bring out a lot of Houston rappers. They brought out um, Kaiati. Okay, Kaiati. Yep. Yep. So that was. I heard that was dope. Yep. So um, yeah. <laughs> did they do my favorite song? Eight <laughs> Town for real. They had to. <laughs> I don't know his other songs. Uh, he did. Uh, what's that? The hooker, hooker, hooker. You heard that song before, right? Hooker, probably. hooker, hooker, hooker. I don't think so. Yeah, I gotta pull it up now. You probably have. It's, it's an old Houston song. Okay, yeah. You might not. It might man, not. My be. Houston rap <laughs> knowledge is. It's all. Good, I gotta. Man. Yeah, man. I know. I know the the commercial shit. Yeah. So the just, commercial just, Mike Jones shit. Just listen to the radio a whole lot. You'll <laughs> eventually hear the old shit. Uh, it helped when we used to have a throwback Houston station, but sadly we don't I miss anymore. that station, it man. Sucks, man. Yeah, sucks. I can't believe they took that off. Top 40 bullshit. They want to play all day. Whatever. Yeah. I'm getting mad now. <laughs> so a lot to talk about that went down this week. Um, so let's just jump right into it, man. Um, let's talk about the Eminem response to MGK. Now, first, Eminem did a four-part interview. I thought at one point it was never going to end because every day he released a new edition. I hate the way they did that shit, too, man. Here's the thing. I I watched all of it. I'm a sucker for long-form interviews from rappers just because I, I, I really like interviews. I like to get to know a person. They're speaking generally frankly and... You get to real. It's more than a song. Yeah. I have a theory now that the interview is gonna or the interview slash podcast is the new diss. Yeah, nobody's making diss tracks no more. They're making Queen Radio they, interviews. Yeah, they pretty much setting up an interview and yeah. explaining what happened, explaining their side. Yeah, but I like interviews. Uh, my favorite part of being a journalist was doing an interview. Yeah. So I liked it a lot. I liked the process. I think Sway is a great interviewer. I think he was a little bit crippled by the fact that Eminem is his boss. Yeah, that was so, the one weird part. I get it, too, because it's, you know, shade. But that was the only weird part I hated about it. It's like, damn, it seemed like, it seemed fake, kind of. Yeah. But we never see Eminem interviews, so I can't just complain about it, I guess. I just, I just hate the whole 12 minutes. And then cliffhanger. Yeah. 12 I, minute cliffhanger. Yes. I hate, like, just put the whole thing out. <laughs> I don't know why he did it like that. Like, I know why he did it, but it seemed kind of cheap, especially for somebody like Eminem. Yeah. Like, you're big enough. We're, we're all going to watch it. I didn't think he was the type of dude to be thirsty for streams like that or numbers. Yeah. Maybe it was Paul Rosenberg's idea. Probably so. I wouldn't put it past him, but. I did think it was cheap to end on the cliffhanger of, you know, first they talk about all the boring shit. Yeah. About, you know, what was your mentality going into this album? Well, the last album sucked. We all knew that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to redeem myself. Then he talks about Joe Budden. Well, the the question is, <laughs> um, what's your relationship with Joe Budden like? And then they cut. Cliffhanger. Yep. So you have to wait till the next day and they release the next part. His response, we'll talk about that in a minute, but MGK is what everybody cares about. He -hmm. talked about MGK on the interview. He basically laid out their history, um, why he has a problem with him, why he 
kind of banned him from Shade 45, even though he kind of doubts having any kind of interference with his career. Mm -hmm. Um, He outlined all his problems, the fact that he name-dropped his daughter, um, dissed him in the Tech 9 song, all that stuff. Then a couple days later, he drops his response. It's called Kill Shot. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'll let you go first, man. Uh, since I know you're a fan of MGK, you might be a little bit biased. I'm not going to lie for a second. I thought he mentioned your name, too. Who, MGK? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, Eminem, Eminem? Oh. in the song. Uh. Because he said Iggy, but it sounded like Figgy the way he said it. I'm like, wait a minute. You did open for him, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Is way he... long ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what was your response? Number one, did you think Eminem was going to drop a diss track response? This soon? Well, I don't know if it's soon as weeks after the fact. I think it was like two weeks. Yeah. But number one, were you surprised by it? Number two, what was your reaction to it? Did you think it was dope? Um, I was surprised he did drop something. But um, I felt like with the social media era, that kind of made him have to drop something. I felt like we kind of bullied people into, oh, you got to respond. You got to respond. Yeah. And back in the day, like, if you... If you diss Jay-Z, you know how many times Cameron and them diss Jay-Z? Yeah. And he never replied unless it's like on a remix or something and he'd throw a couple jabs in the verse. I feel like those days are over now. Like, people expect you to respond to something. I don't know if that's necessarily respond true. with a song. Because Drake doesn't respond to everybody who kind of disses him. Yeah. But I don't know if a whole lot of people diss Drake like that, though, really. But. Yeah, I feel like people pick and choose, though. Okay. Because, like I said, Joe Budden was dissing the hell out of Drake. He made, like, five songs. Yeah. But as um, soon as Drake dissed Meek Mill, it's like, oh, exactly. where's your response? Exactly. It's been two days. But um, anyway, um, I, I like the Eminem song. I don't think it's whack. I think people going overboard saying it was whack. I thought it was cool. Not, it's not career-ending. Mm-hmm. People saying, oh, yeah, MGK career is over and vice versa. I don't think it ended nobody's career. I think, to be honest, I think it started his career. (laughs) I think so, too. (laughs) Because I really didn't know anything about him. I think most people didn't know anything about MGK before this whole thing popped off. Yeah, and I think a lot of people did know who he was, but they couldn't name a record from him unless he was like a super fan. I know he dated Amber Rose. (laughs) That's, That's what he's most famous for, I think. Yeah. But um, anyway, far as who I know, a lot of people was trying to see who won. It's it's kind of tough because I don't know, man. It's like I don't. I, I usually don't do this, but I feel like it's a. I I feel like nobody won. I would probably say it's a draw. Okay. <laughs> because if anything, if we, it depends what you basing it off of, because if. You want to base it off of who's relevant and who's talking about who more? Yeah, it, maybe MGK won because well, in that case Drake won versus Pusha T. That's too, what that's so. what I'm saying. That's and see that's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, oh look, he got more money. He doing this and look at his streams. He got the number one record. But far as lyrics, it's hard to out rap Eminem. Like Eminem got lyrics for days. Everybody know that. So um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it was a draw. It was it was, you, you know how you in class and somebody slap somebody and then the other person slap them back yeah. and somebody break the fight up. Mm-hmm. 
Like an NBA fight, basically. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like, oh, you lost. Yeah. It's kind of like, all right, all right, ladies, you know, back back up. <laughs> I feel like it's that. He, yeah. Eminem pretty much responded to everything he said in the diss song. And, um, and then, to be fair, I feel like Eminem could go harder than that, but he don't know shit about MGK. So how it's hard to make a diss song about somebody you barely know. You know what I mean? See, all he, he just going off. He, he said... He say he's a skinny white dude with a man bun. <laughs> That's all he got on him. And he that he pretty much said that in the song and replied to everything MGK accused him of. That was the diss song. But no, nah, I think, I don't know. Well, MGK, I don't know if he's that personal with his music as Eminem is. The reason we know so much about Eminem is because he told us everything. Yeah. And his albums went triple, quadruple, platinum, whatever. So everybody heard him. We mm-hmm. only know his daughter's name because he kept mentioning his daughter's name in every song. Yeah. So Eminem kind of gives us the ammo to go at him. Or, but mm-hmm. he knows who MGK was. The one thing I didn't like about the interview, um, he kind of framed it like, oh, who is this peon shooting shots at me? But then again, he was doing the investigation yeah. into these shots. Like, I didn't know MGK talked about Eminem this much. I didn't, I didn't either. But he did. And he said somebody sent him a screenshot of his Twitter account after he <laughs> dropped the like who who is doing this for you? Yeah. I, I don't believe for a second that somebody did some snooping around and said, Hey, see what he's saying. I think Eminem be on Twitter. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was do. searching up his account. Yeah. He just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> so I think uh Eminem is more he knows more about MGK than he lets on. He was trying to act like Oh, he's he's a small fry, and he is to Eminem, but he's he wasn't but, off of Eminem's radar clearly. But do we know enough to make a diss song though? Because I guarantee, if if he had to diss Dr. Dre, he could probably say a whole bunch of shit well, that yeah. we don't know about. Yeah, that ain't We need that uh, we need that beat sponsorship. I'm sorry, I take it back. I'll edit it out the podcast. Right, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. It's kind of like. You you went through this a lot on Twitter where somebody with no profile picture yeah. is talking shit and saying, oh, yeah, you did this. You yeah. on the radio crying about this, and they know everything about you, but you can't really say shit about them, but you ugly or, yeah. you know, you depressed, you behind the keyboard. You can kind of just – you can't be nothing but general with it, yeah, generic with it. So I felt like he could have went way harder, but it's kind of – I felt like he didn't really want to do it. You could hear it in the interview where he was saying, like, now I got to say something to this motherfucker. So I felt like he put himself in that position where, you know, he threw a couple bars at him, and now he got to do a whole fucking diss on, which he wasn't really prepared to do in the first place. See, I don't know if I buy that, man, because I feel like of all the people that Eminem dissed on Kamikaze, the album, he went at MGK the most and that he gave him several bars and then he mentioned him by name. You know who you are, Kelly. He, he, he brought out the fact that he was talking to him, but did you know this, this song was going to be that hard though? You talking about if, Eminem's or MGK's? When, MGK's. Oh, because hell no. you, you heard Eminem part. We ain't think like, Oh yeah. MGK about to come with some fire. He came with the fire and probably Eminem probably, had the reaction we had. Yeah. So he like, now nah, I got to say something to this motherfucker because he thought that shit was going to be, he probably thought he's going to release some shitty little diss 
and people was going to bash it and say Eminem is the greatest, you know, how dare you do that? But it went totally left <laughs> where people would side with MGK. Yep. And now <laughs> I heard that was the number one song going on iTunes. Yeah. It, it's almost so at it's 100 work- million views or something crazy like that. It's like at 90, I think. So it, Eminem helped him out pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, if Eminem, Eminem, I believe, and people have been saying this for a while, I was talking about the Joe Budden podcast, and Maul made this point, too. Am I saying his name right? Maul. Maul, like, yeah. Like Jamal. Yeah. Uh, so he was making a point like that uh, Eminem punches down in beef. He goes at people who don't rap or aren't as good as him. Yeah. Generally white people. Yeah. <laughs> as well or even so, or even if you look at somebody like Benzino yeah or not saying um Ja Rule can't rap but the Ja Rule the whole Benzino Ja Rule beef was started by 50 Cent yeah and that was an inherited beef yeah. for Shady Aftermath and all those people involved mm-hmm. that was 50 Cent's beef that he brought into that label yeah and Eminem just got involved in it and then when them tapes came out about, you know, him calling Same black, it, yeah, it. talking about black women and all this shit, that's when things got more personal. But this was different. Yeah. I think he just thought that MGK wasn't going to come. Like you said, he he didn't think this was coming. Yeah. But as far as who won or who had the better track, I do agree with you to the point. Like, I think... For example, I was watching the uh, Canelo Triple G fight this weekend. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. It's a good analogy for this battle as well, I think, because yeah. you can make a case for either person to have won. Yeah. I think Triple G took that fight, mm-hmm. but you can, people are making the, like, if you look back, Canelo had him for a few rounds too. Depending on how you want to face the fight off of. Both they faces a little fucked up at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. You could make a case for whoever you liked more being the winner of the fight. It depends how you want the basic. <laughs> yes. So I liked MGK's record more, mainly because it was unexpected. I didn't think he was going to come out like that. Mm-hmm. He has some funny-ass bars. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Sirius Jones versus Jim the MC battle. Have you ever seen that? I think so. I know what you're talking about. Basically, this dude from Jersey, uh, Sirius Jones, uh, battled Jin, the Asian the rapper, Asian. Yeah. back in the day. And even though Jin was like the better rapper, Sirius Jones had the funnier, more clever bars. Yeah. So that was getting at him. You could tell it was getting at him. So everybody, like Sirius Jones, won that battle. MGK just had some funny ass lines for Eminem in that yeah. <laughs> in that record that really caught. He starts off the song saying, "Somebody give him some clippers." His fucking theater's weird. <laughs> so, like it, it just it was more unexpected, and we've never seen anybody go at Eminem like that in a way that a lot of shit he was saying was true. Yeah, it's and, a lot of shit that people wanted to say, I guess, but never said it. So Eminem comes back and. Of course, we know he's the better rapper, technically. Mm-hmm. But some of the shit he was saying, to me, was kind of corny. Like, yeah. and Eminem has that problem now for me. Like, some of the stuff he's saying, how are you going to call yourself MGK with a man bun? A guy was kind of funny. But mm-hmm. he also called MGK a, a mumble rapper. Yeah, that's which the made part, no sense. That's the part that I ain't agree with. Some of the stuff he was saying was just, it, it was a little, a little, little too corny. Yeah. It, but besides with, with MGK, what he was coming with, it was facts and funny. 
Yeah. Whereas, you know, Eminem was just doing disses he could have done towards anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you? Who are you? I already had all these platinum selling albums by the time I was your age. All true, fair enough. But and see, that's why that's where I think Eminem don't really know MGK like that. Yeah, MGK was quoting all type of albums from Eminem and shit he went through. We don't know what the fuck MGK going through. We don't know shit about his personal life or anything. So that's why I'm like, man, if it was Dr. Dre, if it was Jay Z, he could. Had more of a of a um attack on them. He he wouldn't but go he, at either he, of them. Yeah, no, he won't do it. But if he had if he had no choice but to, he could say all the rumors we've been saying about Jay Z or some behind the scenes shit. Well, speaking of rumors, how do you feel about the P Diddy line? Because apparently people are upset about that, namely Jay Electronica, <laughs> who is threatening to call the fruit of Islam. <laughs> <laughs> and and mess up Eminem over that line. He basically made a line talking about how uh, you ain't had a hit. I forget how it goes, but basically talking about uh, Diddy had pot killed. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think that was kind of a low blow? Do you think it came out of nowhere? I, I really think nothing of it. You know what I mean, it's just kind of, that been a rumor for years. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh my god, he just unfolded the cover. It was just kind of like, eh. Like I wasn't, I wasn't even impressed by that line, all like that, honestly. But it was kind of one of those. Uh, it kind of, I kind of went past it. I surprised people pointed that out. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, uh. What I hated is that he apologized for it at the end of the song. Yeah. That's one thing about this new Eminem I don't like. He apologizes for shit now. He apologized for calling Tyler, the creator, a faggot in his, even though he bleeped the word out, which you could tell he was scared, but he kept the line in the song, and then he apologized for it, talking about, I didn't realize I hurt other people. Well, if you want to apologize for that, you got to go back and apologize for years of what you were talking about on the Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah. Some of them lines were extremely homophobic. Mm-hmm. If you want to use that term, so if you're gonna start apologizing for stuff you're saying now, you gotta apologize for your entire career. That's so weird, man. It's it's so weird to see Eminem in this place. It is because um, I was arguing with a couple people on um, on social media about. I, I was pretty much saying if this if this was 2002 Eminem, um. Eminem would have been way more disrespectful. He would have been talking about MGK mama, pouring bleach in his daughter's cereal. He would have been on some shit like that. Yeah. But he was just so down. I don't know. It was. It's like he want to cross the line like that. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, like I get if you don't know shit about this dude, but you could have said something about. He would have said something like putting the dildo in your daughter's mouth or something. <laughs> he he was yeah, that vulgar like yeah. that. But he really didn't do that. So, like I said, he can rap. He can out-rap anybody. But the diss, I, th- I thought the diss was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also um, think Eminem's kind of scared to go there again because yeah. he was very lucky to have come up before this era. Yeah. Because a lot lucky. of the stuff he was saying would not have flown. Um, and they were already protesting his music back in the day. We just mm-hmm. didn't care about it. Yeah. Because the woke era hadn't arrived it's, yet. It's funny because but, I had family who didn't like him because yeah. of the shit he talked about. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh, let's stand out in front of his concert and protest. 
It was people that just didn't want to listen to it. Yeah. And I don't think my mom wanted me to even get this album because of the shit he talk about. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's weird, man. It, I still don't understand how uh, why he went at Tyler like that, Tyler the Creator. Because Tyler, and he mentioned it in the interview, too, um, Tyler had a dissed, well, I guess when, and this is how I know Eminem's just a nerd who stays on the internet all day, because Tyler tweeted, this song is horrible, when um that uh beat when that unt what was that when that song came out the the lead single off of um the oh, last one revival walk walking water maybe that, what, it might have been that one yeah okay whatever the lead single was off that or untouchable something like that hmm. but um when that came out uh, Tyler says it's the worst song ever <laughs> and then he talked about Earl Sweatshirt too talking about you know what he said about the mountain doing all that shit. Mm. So, yeah, basically, Tyler said, and the thing about them, and I can understand more so to why he addressed them. And honestly, I felt like they kind of deserve more smoke because they toured with him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they toured with him. And they also cited him as like big influencers on their style. Honestly, I feel like Tyler, the creator, is the today's version of Eminem. Definitely. Because he, like I said, he he ain't got no line he don't cross. Yeah. You know what I mean? He say whatever. Early Tyler, the creator, was definitely influenced by Eminem. You can hear yeah. it in a lot of ways. Yeah, you can tell even him dissing B.O.B. and um, yes. Bruno Mars. Like, the, like I was. it's funny, I was listening to Yonkers today, but he, he had no filter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um... And even in interviews, he was just like, so what? I don't fucking like Bruno Mars. He's a faggot. So what? <laughs> and so what? He was just he was just so mean like that. And yep. that's how Eminem was. Yep. But Eminem toned it down so much where it's, I don't know, it's not even the same. Yeah. <laughs> so to wrap up the whole Eminem thing. Um, Who won? <laughs> was I it think... a draw? It's been ties for the past two weeks in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Boxing good with doing ties and draws. We might as well call it a tie, man. I think MGK had it just because he came out with a, a strong right hook in round one. And then it was just a series of traded jabs. I don't think MGK is going to release another song. I don't think he should. I think it should be over. I he think should let it go. Both of them should. Yeah. I, I'd be worried if he dropped something. Um, I'm also surprised because number one, one thing he said in the interview, Eminem said he was going to wait and see what everybody says and then drop a track. And then, like, the next day he dropped the MGK disc. Oh, yeah. Only addressing MGK. Yeah. So, number one, that told me he didn't want any smoke with Joe Budden. Yeah. Who called him out the strongest <laughs> on his podcast. So, mm -hmm. that let me know that, number one, which reinforces my theory that Eminem only goes after the weaker targets. Mm -hmm. But... I give it to MGK, but yeah. if you say Eminem wanted the one thing that gets on my nerves though is the people and, and Arian Foster had a tweet about this too that pissed me off. Like the people talking about, oh, you're dumb if you think MGK won this because he wasn't as lyrical. Yeah. There's more to rap than the rapidy rap rap lyrical <laughs> shit, y'all. And that New York, another thing that pissed me off, Rod Digger was talking about how the South apparently ruined hip-hop <laughs> a lot of new york artists think this way yeah 
And so whenever I hear something like, oh, y'all just don't respect the lyrics. Y'all just like the beat. Y'all just like the jingles. Y'all just like the catchy hooks. <laughs> that I, I, There are a lot of people who do feel that way and don't listen to music. But mm-hmm. don't that not everything has to be punchline rap. Yeah, and when you say things like that, I think that disrespects artists like Scarface, artists like uh, Outkast. It's a lot of lyrical yes. people from the South that stuck to their lyrical ways. Yes, and still made good songs. And don't do the rap. They don't have the punchlines, but punchlines get corny after a while. Yeah, they do. And then uh, what's her name was on the uh, the Joe Budden thing as oh, well. Oh, Remy Ma. Remy Ma was talking about. Oh, you're dumb. She was yeah. <laughs> really getting she's, this. <laughs> she's hilarious, man. She's calling them pussy. Yes, yes. <laughs> but she was saying the same thing about punchline rap, like, "Oh, you're dumb if you don't get it." No, what uh, Eminem does is impressive, but it is not the end all be all of rap. The emotion and the feeling of the music is important too. And mm-hmm. if you think MGK won the beef, it does not mean you are too stupid to understand MG, yeah. uh, Eminem's lyrics. They're not hard to understand. I understand punchlines. Yes. Like, just because I don't like it don't mean I don't understand it. I don't know. People kill me with that. They really do, man. It's the elitist New York hip-hop people just wanting to yeah. lord over everybody, even though the South done took over the game years ago. Yeah. But uh, that's <laughs> one thing that pissed me off. You know what's funny? How um, I... I haven't heard anybody say anything about Eminem and his money as far as winning the beef. With Drake, it was like, oh, he he outsold this, or look at these strings. So, yeah, how how could he lose to Pusha T? What's Pusha T doing now? But when it comes to Eminem, nobody said anything about how rich Eminem is or how many albums he sold and all this other shit. I would agree. But I do think number one, let's most of the vocal Eminem fans are white. Let's be honest, <laughs> so they don't refer to sales like that, but they do refer to like who is MGK. Eminem's been the bigger artist for years now. Mm. People were saying that Eminem won before even listening to the song. I'm <laughs> sure of it because yeah. people were posting reactions like a second after it came out, and you could and tell they, they do didn't that with win. every album yes. too. Mm-hmm. People said Eminem won. They they said he won with the fake MGK diss that wasn't <laughs> even about him, which lets you know, even if they're not referring to oh, who sold more, they're still using goofy logic to to justify why their favorite person won. Yeah. And to say they no matter what Eminem came out with, they would have said he won. Mm-hmm. Even if he came out with a song where you just make him fart noises. For yeah. four minutes long. Oh, he killed MGK. <laughs> MGK couldn't do this. So yeah. it is what I, it is. Yeah, I felt, yeah, like I said, MGK came out on top. He benefited the most out yeah. of all of this. Eminem is still Eminem. He still he still got his stance. He, you know, he's still going to sell records. Yeah. Just him responding didn't do anything, honestly. He honestly couldn't, didn't have to respond. But uh, with him responding and MGK, you know, doing his diss, I don't know. I feel like it benefited MGK way more. Definitely. And I'll go a step further and to say I think this year has hurt Eminem's legacy, mm. at least in my eyes. I can see that. I feel like, number one, you you proven yourself to be overly sensitive towards criticism to the fact where even when you admit your last project wasn't all that, 
you still get mad. Like, how How's dare you? these people have the, the like they they work with me? How dare Joe Budden say anything? How dare Tyler say his opinion on my music yeah. when I toured with him? Mm-hmm. They, your opinion is your opinion, no matter if you're friends or not. Yeah, what? that it's like calling that's like calling your girl ugly. And then when somebody else say, yeah, she is ugly, <laughs> then you get mad at them for saying she ugly. Yes. It, or it's some goofy something. Yeah, basically, <laughs> if he did, if he he should have stood by the work if he really believed in it. Mm-hmm. But he walked it back and said, you know what? Yeah. And another thing he did, too, that I didn't like, he, he blamed it on the fans. He was like, well, you know, maybe they just didn't understand what I was trying to say. Or that's the number one rule, that number one indicator you fell off yeah. is when you blame other people for your album flopping or doing bad critically. Mm-hmm. It is not the people's fault your last <laughs> album was whack. It didn't go over our heads. We just didn't like it. Yeah. I hate people to say that shit, man. Yes. You just didn't understand it. That's why you ain't like it. Like, oh, motherfucker, I understand what he's saying. Yes. Shit not good, though. And his his another point he made during his long interview, he was talking about the Slaughterhouse thing. And when he was talking about how he thought the beats on the first Slaughterhouse album were dope, <laughs> this lets me know that, okay, as good of a rapper you are, you wouldn't have been shit without Dr. Dre. Yeah. Because your ear for music mm-hmm. is not good. Yep. And your I, ear I, for beats is worse than Nas. <laughs> and I said this, I said this on this on this podcast. If he had like some updated beats, throw some 808s in there, which he did in this yeah. past album. Like I think he will I think he'll be decent. I think he'll be okay. But he was so stuck in 02, mm-hmm. 03. It's like, man, like repeating the same formula that worked for him before and thought that nothing had changed. Yeah. Like the like walk on water ain't gonna work now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard that song since. No, nobody's heard anything from that. <laughs> like album. not even on the radio. Yeah. So But yeah. it's it's our fault. <laughs> All right, Eminem. So, so um, it was a draw. I, I, I don't think it was a draw, but <laughs> you can make a case, and I'm not going to argue anybody who thinks that Eminem won. I don't really care anymore. Yeah. But I do think he has fallen off I just quite hope, a bit. I just hope this beef is over. I hope everybody just go back to normal. <laughs> I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of hearing about these two. Yeah, and I love MGK. That's you know that's my guy. But yeah, I don't want. He was on tour, and apparently he threw some shots. He, he had this keep... crowd singing "fuck Eminem" or something. He had a, a shirt with the album with the art of him yeah. from the Kill Shot track, and he said, "You missed." He gonna or something yeah. like that. He gonna run it. I I I don't want to say he gonna run it to the ground, but he take he taking advantage of this, which he well, should. You gotta ride the wave as long as you can. Yeah, he yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I think he got an EP or something coming out. Of course, in, he does. Like next week, which yeah. is smart. Promotion. So, yeah, hey. I'm I'm gonna have to listen to it. <laughs> So, in uh, other beef news, <laughs> so I believe last podcast we had a some breaking news about mm-hmm. the was that last podcast? Yeah, yeah it was. Podcast. It seemed like it's more than a week ago for for some yeah. reason. <laughs> but last podcast we had the breaking news event: mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B at Fashion Week. <laughs> so, in this time, more details have emerged. Um, we're, we already talked about Cardi's response via Instagram and then Nicki Minaj, 
um, went on Queen Radio, which she does every week now, apparently, since her album came out. Maybe before, I don't know. Nobody paid attention until now. Yeah. But she went on her radio show with her sidekick, lackey, dog, funk master flex. And she, New York. Yes. First off, it started off weird because she had 6 9 as the guest mm. when the show started. Uh, she didn't start off talking about the Cardi B stuff. She brought 6 9 on the show to wow. talk about nothing, really. Wow. Just to say what's up, which was weird. <laughs> he was there in person or No, on the she phone? called him. Uh, that's weird. And she didn't even say, he didn't even say anything about Cardi or anything. He just called and said what's up. <laughs> and she's just letting it be known that she fucked with him heavy. Wow. Which is kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> so, goes into the Cardi thing. She um, basically said she was embarrassed and humiliated by what happened. Cardi B trying to fight Nicki Minaj at Fashion Week. Um, she said that Cardi B built her career off of sympathy and payola. <laughs> she said that she did not uh, say anything about Cardi B's child but then play some audio where Cardi B said it's okay to talk about anybody's kids because nothing's off limits when you're beefing with somebody. So she then goes on and brings some lady from Instagram that I guess got dissed by Cardi. Oh, yeah. It it was like a courtroom session, basically. They brought witnesses. And uh, Nikki brought on some of Cardi's enemies to talk about her. Um... Also brought up the fact that apparently Cardi B hired people to harass the strippers that Offset was cheating on her with, and they can't go to work or something. One of them's a bartender, I think, at some strip club, and she can't go to work now. Mm. So brought up that, and in the whole other, it, it lasted for another whole hour. I didn't listen to the rest. <laughs> I heard the juicy bits though. Mm. Um, she also talked about how Cardi B called black women roaches before. And then basically said, how dare you come in my culture? This is my culture, all this shit. <laughs> she really, really let the whole thing. <laughs> for anybody who had any doubt that this beef was brewing for a long time, it killed all that. <laughs> because she came out with the energy like she's been wanting to say this shit for a long ass time. Yeah. And a lot of people been saying that about Cardi, about her comments about black people look yeah. like roaches. or I don't think a whole girl. lot of people say that, though. Yeah, it, it's a minority. Yeah, it came up a lot where I'm like, oh, really? But you know, I I'm not about to hold that over nobody head like that. But it it came out. It was, I, I mean, I wasn't arguing. I don't care. But people was mad at it. I get. I want to say it's people that was Nicki Minaj fans yeah. was bringing it up. But yeah, I feel like you can't be hypocritical with it. If you want to cancel somebody over tweets they made years ago then it's got to be fair for even your favorite people that you like because they're so real. Mm -hmm. If she's so real, then she was saying what she felt in her heart at that time and (laughs) whatever. But, you know, I I don't really care either. But um, what do you think about this beef now? Do you think it's going to escalate? I don't see this being a rap beef. I don't see Cardi B putting out a diss track. I hope But (laughs) I do see it. I feel like it's reached a point where they can't be in the same venue without something happening now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So what, number one, did you hear the Queen radio thing? What was your response to Nicki Minaj's points you brought up versus Cardi? And do you think Cardi, well, who do you think is in the right here? 
Um, like I said, we said this last week. I felt like Cardi was. I felt like she was out of bounds. I felt like she, she had a superstar level where she can't be doing shit like that because yeah. right now she look. Right now, if we was to grade this as a beef, I felt like she took an L on this okay. because Nicki Minaj she, she played cool. She didn't jump into it, and then she did her Queen radio and everybody listening to it. So that part right there, she she don't look bad at all right now. We could say, you know, oh, Nicki Minaj, she a snake. She do this behind the scenes and all this other stuff. But when the cameras was on, she played cool. So that that's the part I had a problem with as far as um, Cardi B. I felt I'm like, I understand you have a problem with people. And, you know, if, if Nicki did say something about her daughter, then, you know, it is what it is. But you can't, Cardi can't be doing shit like that. She got a lot to lose. And I said this last week. You know, it's gonna be point of time where they have to be there together because yeah. Nicki Minaj, she, she, she didn't fall off, off the cliff yet. You know what I mean, she's still gonna be at these award shows, so you don't want to be a situation where they have to pick and choose who to, you know, who to pick. And um, like I said, Cardi, she dropped one album, so I mean, we don't know if the next album or the next project gonna be that good. And you see how people flip flop. Mm -hmm. They might jump off a card and jump on somebody else. You don't want to be in that position where they don't even want you around, where you you banned from all these other places like six nine. So, um, and to your question too, I didn't listen to the Queen Radio. I I tried to listen to it. I just can't listen to Funk Flex too much yeah. like that, man. Yeah. Funk it's Flex too, was the worst part about it. It's too much gossiping. It's, yeah. it's it sounds a little corny. And I'm a I'm a I'm a Funk um Funk Flex fan. I I like listening to his radio shows. I don't listen to it now, but I like listening to him as a DJ talk that shit. But it just sounds too gossipy. When he get around other people, then I feel like he changed his whole way. His, yes. his voice get higher. Yes. And it's like, dog, you was just shitting on Nikki. You know what I mean? You were shitting on her a couple years ago. And now it's like, you know, everything all good and you, you know, you pretty much being a fanboy. So Nikki had him by the balls. It was really <laughs> hard to listen to. I pretty much lost any respect I still have for <laughs> Funk Master Flex after that interview. I understand you're on Nikki's show. Maybe it wasn't the form where he could press, but you don't have to sound like an ad lib. Yeah. Just confirming everything she says, saying bring either bring some integrity to the thing or don't even be on it. Yeah, I wouldn't even be on or it. Or just don't say shit and just be yeah. chilling in the background. Just say maybe chime in maybe once or twice. But no, he sounded like a groupie. Yeah. He sounded like somebody who was just happy to be there with Nicki Minaj and her friends. It was embarrassing, man. Yeah. I feel like you can't <clears throat> I understand it's her show. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. But if you're if you fashion yourself as some kind of figure in hip hop, you have to challenge some of the shit she's saying. Yeah. And some of the shit shit she was saying is like I think Nikki is is I think Cardi was wrong, number one, for throwing his shoe and doing all the goofy shit in the first place. But mm -hmm. I do think Nikki is full of shit because I do, I don't have any proof, of course, but I wouldn't be surprised if she made some calls to people and said, hey, don't work with Cardi. Yeah. I, maybe not in those words, but 
intimating it yeah and saying hey what side are you on making people pick and choose sides and all that shit yeah because you don't see a whole lot of people who mess with both of them mm. honestly yeah i think in the beginning a lot of people was messing with cardi especially djs yeah because um when she when she started popping for real nikki ain't had no music out so all these djs is like oh cardi cardi yep. cardi cardi so that's why I think she ended up talking about some payola and all that stuff because if she if if we could be real, I think everybody do payola. Oh yeah. I think I think Young Money Cash Money pay these regular um, not regular labels but pay these stations to put their shit in rotation all fucking day. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing, and now she trying to bring it to the like uh, like oh yeah she paying people to play her songs and all that shit. Like I think everybody do that shit. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, but yeah, I I agree with you. I think she do tell people shit. The hairdresser, remember early on, the hair hairdresser stopped working with Nikki to mm-hmm. do Cardi B hair. Yes, I think little shit like that she have a problem with, and pretty much making people pick sides. It's real high school shit. Yeah, basically, basically, and and it's crazy because all this shit could have ended if they would have just sat down and worked with each other. Like, you ain't got to like each other like that or be buddy-buddy, but if Nikki would have came to her as the bigger person, because if if you know Cardi B is kind of popping right now, mm-hmm. you could be like, hey, let's, you know, let's do a woman's song, we could kill it, that type of thing, instead of trying to outdo each other. You know what I mean? Now we here. Yeah, but I think Nikki, Nikki... I, I would never see her doing that for another artist because yeah. she knows how she came up. I think Nikki knows she has a shelf life in terms of the image she puts forth, the content she puts forth. She has a shelf life. She's 35 now. Mm-hmm. She got, you're going to be a 40 year old <laughs> rapper in five years. And see, and that makes, that makes the perfect sense to try to reach out to some of these younger artists. I but that's what she's doing with the six nines, with the little yeah. Uzi Vert. She's doing it with the male artists. And that's how you know it's kind of over now yeah. when you start going that far. But like I said, you could she could have took the uh, Remy Ma approach. I mean, Remy Ma, young Remy Ma probably wouldn't have worked with no females like that. But now she at a point where she like I fuck with Cardi B I fuck she fuck with everybody except for Foxy Brown and, and Nicki Minaj. Yeah. But it's a point in time where you're not gonna be the top dog. You everybody can't be Jay Z. You know what I mean? So it's a point in time where you like you know what? Let me you know I had my time. This person coming up. Let me reach out to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's a boss move, and I don't think that Nicki is a boss like that. I think she's just. <laughs> A boss of herself. I think she puts herself first. And I'm not going to knock her for that. And to be honest, people were promoting Cardi as the new Nicki. We were talking about it when she first started really making a lot of momentum. Like, Mm -hmm. is Nicki out of here? People were saying the stations were saying that. She alleges that uh, people were being paid to be pro-Cardi and anti-Nicki. I don't know if that's true, but Atlantic, who knows what goes on over there? Somebody <laughs> might have put some money in some pockets. Yeah, these record labels be behind the beef too. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's why I said before I felt like social media and all this shit kind of stirred the beef up. Yeah. I don't think it just started from them not liking each other. It, it's a lot of people that's like, oh yeah, Nikki is done, and you know, 
that shit get irritating. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, I work, I'm work. i a producer. That's like somebody come in and be like, oh, he better than you. <laughs> oh, oh, you out of here. You out of here. I it's going to make me like not like that. Person. I ain't going to lie. I felt a certain way when you came in as Did another you? black producer. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? No, no, no. I didn't really, but you know how it is, man. Yeah. When it, I reached the point where I stopped saying yes to everything, and so I knew you were the hungry one now, so I'm like, shit, they trying to get me. I had nothing against you. But I'm like, shit, they might be trying to get me out of here now yeah. because I, I've, <laughs> I've gotten tired of the bullshit yeah. and you're in here hustling hard. I'm like, fuck, I'm Now you're going to fuck oh, around well. work for free <laughs> and I'm going to be out of here. <laughs> you can only be one hit black person in the station. Yeah. Nah, it's flat. Uh, so- shit, I felt, I felt kind of good that I was another black person here because – Shit, at the other station, it was no black. I ain't never seen a black person in programming. Really? So I thought I thought the reason why I couldn't get into programming was because I was black. Because they kept saying I ain't have any experience. Yeah. So I'm like, but you bringing somebody. I see an email like every week saying, oh, Joe Smith. Um, welcome Joe Smith to the team. Yep. Yep. Make sure you say hi right while we're training him. Yep. They're like, why you can't train me? So, yeah, that's a whole different topic. Yeah, we you know, it's <laughs> on the podcast, honestly. We'll touch yeah. on that eventually. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know if we're going to do what a bro knows because we're a bunch of guys. Uh, so We, we can save it. But what we can do, since we have no ladies here, we can finally talk <laughs> about sports. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a like why Clef, I'm a refugee. <laughs> I remember this song. Yes. Finally, we are free to talk about sports yes. and not feel awkward about it because we're excluding our female hosts who don't know shit about it. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jasmine. <laughs> but let's talk about some sports, man. Uh yeah. NFL season is underway. Mm-hmm. You are a Cleveland Browns fan. Yes. Have yet to win a game technically. <laughs> We stopped losing, though. We didn't lose That's last true. week. That's true. Tied. So, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, man? How come your kicker can't make field goals? How come? What, what's going on? Is it time? For, <laughs> is it Baker time yet? Have we turned on the black quarterback already? <laughs> People trying to, man. I ain't going to lie. People trying to. But um, I think he should sit, man. I think he should just chill. Get. I, I, I actually like Tyrod. I, felt, I was a little critical of him. Earlier um, in the game yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. But, um, yeah, I felt like he was too damn conservative. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, like, throw it downfield. Like, why you keep dumping it off on third down to these running backs that, you know, where, you know, the the screens ain't there. But um, he turned it up in the second half and, and the fourth quarter. So I'm like, oh, shit, he need to, you know, stay out there and let, you know, just let Baker, you know, chill for a minute. Yeah. He 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 be he be the starting quarterback next year. But doesn't seeing somebody like Patrick Mahomes make you kind of want to see what Baker can do um, rather than wait? It kind of do, but remember Patrick Mahomes sat all last year. That's true. So that kind of made me want him to sit because okay. he gonna have he gonna have his mistakes. But just kind of just kind of chill because we're not pressed for a quarterback. Our problem this year ain't the quarterback. It's Clearly the kicker, 
and he's not on the team now. We signed a new kicker. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel good about this team. Not to mention we traded Josh Gordon to the Patriots. Yep. How do you feel about that, man? I was ready. I, I think it was time for him to go. Now, now to be clear, I'm kind of a Patriots fan. I've been a fan since I was a kid. No, I've been a fan since I was a kid. You've been a fan since you were a kid, huh? I was, yeah. Oh, well, was that when Brady won his first championship? Yeah, that was that whole play. <laughs> that was that whole playoff year. 2001. That, year. that whole year. Man, get out of here, dog. Look, so, did, was you rooting for the Patriots that year? Did you know they was going to win? I they was honestly, like the, they was like the underdogs. At that time, I wasn't heavy in the in, in the NFL. Okay. Um, but I don't think the Texans even start their their first year at that I, point. I don't think but, so. But that year, that's when the Rams, the uh, greatest show on turf, yeah. was playing. So everybody was a Rams fan. Yeah, I was root for the underdog. I like to root for the underdogs. And this guy named Tom Brady, who they was debating on starting because you had mm. Drew Bledsoe who was hurt. So I was rooting for that team, and I became a fan because they ended up being like like I said, ain't nobody had no winning. And they end up beating the Rams, so I've been I've been like a fan since. <laughs> so, so a lot of people always be like, "Oh no, they the greatest team." So you a fan of them? Like, they, no, I, see, they weren't always the best team you, in the world. But wait, you 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 were a fan because they were the underdog one time. That they ain't t- been the underdog <laughs> since, and you still a fan? Come on, man. So I was supposed to not be a fan after the underdog? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was a fan w- of the Warriors until they got a dynasty. Yeah. Until they got Kevin Durant. <laughs> I w- now I don't like them niggas no more. <laughs> you should have jumped off when they got Randy Moss. No, <laughs> you still a fan, even no, though they are the I most was, dominant team. I was just a fan of the whole thing with Brady, like, like this guy came in and people ain't know who the fuck he was. Yeah, and he was balling to the point where it was like, should we start Drew Bledsoe, who kind of got us here? And they didn't. They rolled with Brady. So I, I don't know. I've just been a fan of Brady. Okay. And um, I still be a fan after Brady retired and all Night that ball. stuff. I like. You don't jump on the Rams because they're be the next great <laughs> nah. team in the NFL. Nah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care about Maybe they're underdogs, so you got to <laughs> for them. But anyway, um, yeah, the Browns, I'm kind of excited for the Browns. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of glad they got rid of Gordon. We had, I didn't realize we had him for six years. Mm-hmm. That's a long-ass time to be bullshitting like that. Well, the organization been bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, but like now this the year where he's supposed to be clean, mm-hmm. healthy, and all this other shit, and he's still not on the field. He's they said he had trouble running routes and all this other shit. It's kind of it's like it's time to move on, and I feel like we got some good young players that can take his spot. So yeah. you know he he probably gonna ball out in New England. What if he gets a <laughs> ring this year? That's nothing new, man. You wouldn't care. Hey, that's nothing new. You'd be like good a riddance. new a new Browns player always get a ring <laughs> every year. Last year, I don't know if it was some Browns player that played for the Eagles last year, but shit, Deion Lewis was a Brown. He got a ring. Oh, oh, Taylor Taylor Gabriel, he was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I don't even care about that. That was the thing with the Texans too. <laughs> Gary Kubiak got a ring. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby Jones got a ring. Shit, Bill Belichick was yes. our coach. <laughs> yes. That's that shit really <laughs> hurt, man. Because you know, of course, I really wasn't in the sports when he was the coach. Yeah. But um, I watched the documentary and um, they showed the whole. 
I, I think it was Bill versus Bill, mm-hmm. that uh, ESPN 30 for 30. And just seeing him on the Browns, I'm like, damn. Like, he was actually the Browns coach, and they just let him go. And um, that's I think that's when the Browns end up moving. The, it was something weird, but I'm like, damn, they actually had Bill Belichick. And yep. they, they said he was a genius then. <laughs> so I'm like, man, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the Browns though. I think they gonna do pretty good. They should they should be two and no. <laughs> they they should have won against Pittsburgh. Texans should be too, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> shit, they playing like shit. Oh man, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Vontae Davis, man? Um, this has been a hot topic the past day or so. <laughs> Apparently, this man is the cornerback for the Bills. He just retired. <laughs> At halftime, <laughs> took his shit and left. Yeah. <laughs> um. One dude on a first take said he wanted to fight him. <laughs> I can't remember who this was. Some big ass. I forget his name. Whatever. Oh, uh, I think you talk about. Uh, was it uh, Woody? Yes. Yes. Damian Woody. Yes. Yeah. He said he wants to fight Vontae Davis for leaving. Some people are defending the choice. Terry Crews is saying doing what you don't want to do is like slavery. Yeah. Terry Crews is really on some other shit right now. <laughs> but how do you how do you feel about this man? Damian Woody, yeah, his name. Yeah, Damian so do you think he was within his right to quit at halftime? Would you ever leave a job no. <laughs> halfway through your shift? Because I would. <laughs> it depends what job. I never did that. It, I, I worked a job for eight years at a um at a group home. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that probably the last three or four years was awful, it was awful. And I wasn't even getting paid that much. But um, when it was, when I was over it, I did put in like a, a nice two or three week notice. That way it could give me a chance to, you know, try to find something and all this other stuff. But um, yeah, I couldn't just walk off on that job. And, and too, um, I was taking care of like mentally disabled adults, mm-hmm. so I was the only person in the house. This is like a little one family house. Okay. So I couldn't just walk off in the middle of the shift. Yeah. I probably somebody end up dying, and <laughs> I'd be charged with murder. It's not my job. Yeah. I could have said that. <laughs> but yeah, um, far as Vontae, I don't. Know, he could have waited to the end of the game. He could have just sat on the bench or something. I mean, I I guess it's the same as quitting, but um, yeah, it's kind of a bad look. But like I said, we don't know what's going on. We like it could be some CTE. He could have been feeling some type of way. See, I think that's why I don't want to jump down his throat and say, you know, no, you shouldn't have did that. Yeah, because he said I just wasn't feeling it anymore. You don't that dude could have been going crazy in the head. So I don't want to sit there and say, oh, you should have stayed in the game or. You shouldn't have did that. That, But it's hard to defend that. Yeah. It's hard to say, you know, oh, yeah, I'm fine with him just quitting at halftime and retiring. I think it's – I think because of what we know about football now, sometimes – I think it's a good thing in general. We give people the benefit of the doubt. We assume that other things were going on with him. Maybe mentally, physically, he just wasn't right. I think – Ultimately, he was on a shit team. He saw his ass getting torched. He saw everybody else getting torched, not giving a fuck. And he said, I don't want to be here. And he left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was as as deep as some people made it. I don't know. 
But that's just yeah. I, I wonder if he would have quit if he was on a good team that was up. Yeah. Probably not. And see, that's my that's my reason too. I, I agree with you, but I'm trying to find some type of defense. Yeah. Because it's so fucking weird for somebody to just retire at halftime like that all of a sudden. And not to mention he on a bad team. They might go 0-16 this year. I don't see them winning the game. Yeah, they they looking real bad right <laughs> now, man. Their quarterback situation is awful. Yeah. I'm looking at some more stuff that happened. Um, Lauren Hill removed Nas and Santa Gold from her tour. Who cares? Oh, Max B, I don't know if he's free or not. I'm hearing rumors that he's either free now or will be free soon. Man. So I know you're a dipset guy. Yeah. Are you looking forward to this? Hell yeah. The wave coming back. You know what's about one. to be crazy? It's going to be so many people trying to work with him. People yeah. like Kanye. It's going to be all type of bit star type of people that's trying to work with him. And before, wasn't nobody working with him. He... I, I ain't gonna say he was blackball, but he pretty much signed a shitty deal with Jim Jones. Yeah. And couldn't even release an album because of Jim Jones. Jim Jones pretty much had him hostage. But now all y'all fake ass Matt's beat <laughs> diehards wanna come out now. <laughs> it's like duh. like I still listen to his music now. Yep. But I would be excited because I ain't think he was never getting out. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, thought, like eighty years or something crazy, right? Something ridiculous. I, I, he had like four, I think it was like forty some years, yeah. forty some years, but um, yeah, I will, man, I I'm all for a mass B release. <laughs> Hopefully, top 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 or most anticipated prison releases for artists. Um, I don't want to say South Park Mexican because what he's alleged of doing, so I'm not gonna who? put him up there. South that, Park Mexican is who is that? Is that the guy from Houston? Yeah. Okay, I heard about that. I think Brandon Porter was telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's I, in, I never heard of him, but he's in jail for you know underage antics. So yeah, nah, I, heard I can't. About I can't say that. Um, Bobby Schmurda, I guess I don't know. People making a big deal about that. Lil Tay, he ain't ever getting out. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty anticipated too. That, that case is crazy. It you been is. hearing about that shit? They put two bodies on him. Yeah, and the people, it was two girls who told, snitched on him. told everything. They snitched they, for 20 years. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that part, was the deal. That's the part that got me. Yeah. I'm like, two girls told the truth, told yep. everything just to get cut in half to 20 years. <laughs> I'm like, shit, that's crazy. They technically can't <laughs> give him the death penalty or life in prison because he's a minor. Or he was when he was Did arrested, yeah. Or but so apparently, get, I think he's gonna get like fifty at least. Fifty years, yeah. I don't know what constitutes his life in prison, but I bet you he gets like one year less than that. <laughs> he will get seventy four and a half years in prison. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make fun of that. I mean, it sucks, but that, yeah. he, he killed people, so <laughs> he was doing some wild shit. So he was know. living what he wrote. Yeah. He was it, living what he it's wrote. It's funny because, you know, I listen to the race all the time. That's like my gym music. Yep. I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, he really doing this yeah. shit. Like, it's not no bullshit. <laughs> he said, Papa nigga, did not go out my way. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was popping niggas and fleeing the state. <laughs> Yo, he made that video like a day before he got arrested talking oh, about. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He tweeted about it, too. He said, fuck 12. They got to catch me. <laughs> 
<laughs> so man. yeah, it, that, low, that man. Yeah, free take K. And then he took a selfie with some uh, Kanye slides on. Did you see that in prison? That prison picture oh, no, he took. I see that. Yeah, no. he he got arrested for having contraband. He has phones and all that shit up in there. So he living probably better than me. So <laughs> sad to say. <laughs> shit. Yeah. So what else went on? Um, you said you saw a movie this week. Or yes. recently, you saw Black Klansman. Yes. I still have not seen this movie, but what did oh, you... Oh, shit, I thought you seen it. No, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Dang. Nah. Dang, but... I ain't going to talk about it, I'm not, I mean... This... It's, a, it's, a, it's a good movie. Okay. I, I ain't think this movie was going to be like this. I thought it was going to be... My first thought uh, when hearing about the movie, I thought it was going to be like some black dude dressing up in a KKK suit. Mm-hmm. And kind of fooling people, a whole bunch of jokes. But um, I, I didn't realize it was based off a true story on um, yeah. a black guy who used his real name to get in the um, KKK to do an invest- investigation. And they had a white cop who um, go undercover to play that black dude. So, um, yeah, I ain't going to give up the movie too much, but I think it's a good movie to go see. It's it's worth it. They they drop some um, gems in it. Okay. So um, some stuff we pretty much go through today. <laughs> so it was it was pretty good. I'm in to see it. Um, I did hear some of the stuff was very. I mean, of course, every movie is exaggerated, but mm-hmm. I heard this guy was not like what apparently he was spying on black organizations too. Back in this time, that's that's how I started. That's how the movie yeah. started. So that that part kind of threw me off because um, I forgot the guy name, but uh, he was sent to like spy on the. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't the Black Panther, but it was a yeah. group like that, and he ended up, I guess, flipping and started investigating the KKK. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think it's a pretty good movie. The only thing I had a pro- I ain't really have a problem with this. But the word nigger <laughs> was said in that movie so many times. A billion times. I was getting overwhelmed. Yep. Where it was just like, man, I don't think I ever heard this word that much in my life. Felt like a Tarantino movie. I think it was worse <laughs> than that, man. I think it was worse than that. Damn. But the, just the use of that word. Because we all see these movies where mm-hmm. they talk about stuff back in the day. And you hear the words a couple times. Yep. But they were saying it so many times where I'm just like, man, like. They saying it too many times. Mm-hmm. It's like it's I don't know. I ain't have a problem with it, but it was just kind of getting overwhelming. Yeah. But um another thing I realized, racism is hilarious. Like I yeah. love I love the race the little race jokes they was using. It's just funny as hell. And uh I actually went with Jazz when Jasmine to go see the movie. Okay. We went together. But um it was a couple white people in there. Mm-hmm. And the shit we was laughing at, they was not laughing at. I think they was kind of like scared to laugh at the yeah. little racist jokes. But uh, yeah, racist jokes is hilarious. <laughs> I know. I agree, man. Um, I want to see the movie eventually. I don't know why I didn't. I meant to, but yeah, I thought you. I went to see it because I thought you seen it. No, nah, I hadn't um, seen it yet. Yeah, Landry seen it. Yeah. I, so, I wish I went to the movies with him to see it. <laughs> but, yeah, he said it was good. I yeah. bet he was laughing real hard at some of them jokes, huh? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the the Emmys were tonight. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, so I don't know. Um, I know uh, Peter Dinklage won Game of Thrones, supporting actor in a drama series. 
Dandy mm. Newton won for Westworld. Those are the only two shows I watch. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't care about anybody else. Any black people win? I'm looking. <laughs> Fanny Newton is black, I guess. Uh, she was okay. a black girl from um, a whole bunch of movies. I can't remember any right now. But uh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else is going on? R. Kelly's brother accused him of impregnating his 14-year-old cousin. I seen, I seen something like that, yeah. Got nothing else to say about that. Yeah, he... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, one thing we've got to talk about real quick. Russ, mm-hmm. the rapper. You talk about mayonnaise mayhem. It really has been mayonnaise mayhem <laughs> the past week or so. Yeah. So apparently uh, when Ru- when Mac Miller died, uh, Russ said something about, you know, people who, who promote opioid use or whatever or whack. Smoke Perp said, fuck Russ, tweeted it. <laughs> Then he like changed his avatar to a picture of his sister, Russ's sister. Oh wow! Or something. So apparently, Russ had his goons jump Smoke Perp at a show, <laughs> and he also pulled up on Adam Twenty Two, the guy from No Jumper. Adam, it's like a YouTube oh. show where they interview a whole lot of. This is the first interview with XXX Tentacion that came out. Oh, we okay. talked about beating the gay guy in prison. Oh, okay. He hypes up a lot of these SoundCloud rappers early on, mm. even though he's like a middle-aged white and this dude. Name, it's kind of weird. His name is Adam 22? Adam 22. That was yeah. the name of a show, wasn't it? I don't know. Oh, it's it's an old-ass show. I think I thought it was called Adam 22. Um, I don't know. It might be. But apparently he is pulling up on people who got problems with him. I don't know if you're <laughs> a Russ. I've never heard of a Russ song in my life. But I did think this was funny that Smoke Perp got his ass whooped for talking shit on the internet. I think more of this has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I don't know shit about either. That's all I know I got. Smoke Perp was, um, he's with um, what's um, Lil Pump. Yeah. And I ain't know Lil Pump was, um, what, like, um, you know, he's Hispanic. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought he was a white rapper. Nah. So I say nigga a lot. So I know that's what made me because I heard him on the Kanye song. Because mm-hmm. I ain't really listened to much of uh, Lil Pump. Yeah. But when I heard him on the Kanye song, he said nigga. I'm like, wait, what? Like I don't care who said at this point because yeah. I'm I'm tired of the whole who should say it, who shouldn't. But um, I thought he was a white rap. I kind of had him in the category with the white rappers. Nah, nah. So he's okay. Latino. Yeah. Um. And them saying it is a whole nother issue. That's, a whole nother that's what I'm saying. I don't even care. Somebody but, tried to call me out. Like, do it matter? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it matters <laughs> because I I put them in the category with the white rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, like I thought he was decent. Macklemore can't say it. Pump can't say it. <laughs> I don't know. But speaking of Kanye, since you brought Kanye West up, Kanye has been in the news a little bit. Apparently, he tweeted a album cover that looks a whole lot like Yeezus, <laughs> and he tweeted that and nothing else, but apparently it is rumored that he is coming out with a follow-up to Yeezus called Yandi or something. I'm trying to think what Yandi. What it's like Gandhi with a Y. Instead oh, okay. Of Jesus I, with the you oh, know man. is it oh, whatever? Damn, yeah, I know it's I'm, corny. I'm thinking it's probably his uh, mother middle name nah, or something like that. You, you but, thought you thought God. too deep. It's yeah, Kanye, and apparently he teased Watch the Throne too. I seen soon. that. I seen that tweet. Yeah. Now it is being rumored that Watch the Throne two will not be Kanye West and Jay Z. 
which had no chance of happening either way, yeah. is going to be Kanye West and Chance the Rapper. Man, that's thoughts. I don't. I don't like this idea at all. <laughs> I don't, man. I don't. I I was excited when I seen that tweet. So I'm thinking like, oh shit, did he talk to Jay Z? So I'm. But I'm like, I don't think he talked to Jay Z because he on tour, mm-hmm. and I don't think Jay Z. I don't think Jay Z got a phone, honestly. I don't think he talked to nobody. But um, I was a little excited about it. I, I'm not excited about Chance the Rapper, and you know. I could take a chance in Kanye album, but not watch the throne. I don't yeah. want it to be watch the throne too. That's kind of like Barter Five with yeah. little Young Thug. Yeah. So um, hopefully this is not the Chance album we've been waiting. Uh, I'm not waiting on it, but hopefully this is not the Chance album that Kanye supposed to do mm-hmm. with them too. But um, yeah, man. I, they need they need to just leave Watch the Throne alone. Yes. I kind of don't even want to Jay Z and Kanye watch the throne. I kind of yeah. rather it just be I, how it I, is. Um, I mean, I agree. I don't like sequel albums. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I think Blueprint should have been left at Blueprint one. Yeah, I agree. I can't think of any sequel album that was good. It seems to reek of desperation, like when Raekwon put out. Only built for Cuban links two. two. Yeah. Eminem put out the Marshall Mathers LP two. Mm-hmm. It never ends well. Yeah. So I don't like sequel albums, period. Um, I don't like if I had to listen to a Chance the Rapper album, I'd rather it be a Kanye collaboration than his solo album. I'll give it that much. But I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna act like I'm not gonna check for Kanye music because I will. Yeah. But I don't know. It just I, the the it, it doesn't necessarily excite me. If it's not with Jay Z, it can't be watched the throne anything. So don't even I call agree. it that. Yeah. Hopefully he'll change his mind like he does with everything. Shit, man. I don't know, man. The way he been going, he been sticking to his guns. Yeah. So he might be watched the throne too. Carter Five. Speaking of sequel albums, is apparently dropping soon. That's that one. Should've. That is one album sequel that was better than the first one carter 2 was way better than carter 1 is that the one that had go dj on it what what had go dj on it the carter 1 had go dj did it carter 2 had um like fly in fly out it had shooter with robin thick i think it had uh money on my mind Mm. it had all those songs on it okay okay i remember that album okay hustlers music yeah Yeah, yeah, that was a good. Was that better than the first one? Because, I thought so. Okay, like by far. That's probably my. That's my favorite Wayne album by far. Okay, Carter I, I wasn't. I, I ain't jump on the Wayne bandwagon until like maybe Carter Two. I did like Go DJ or whatever, yeah. but I wasn't a big fan of Wayne. The Five Hundred Degrees, Four Hundred yeah. Degrees, whatever. The voice took a lot to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I. I think he I think he kind of switched it up though because he was in that New Orleans type flow. Yeah. Then he like switched it up where The punchline shit killed me. Really? Like he really overdid it. Yeah. I got paper like loose leaf. <laughs> Every line at one point was something like that. Yeah. It, it got too much. He, he used it. to talk in his songs. He used to say something and now he was just coming up with punchlines. Yeah. Trying to prove himself like he part of Dipset now. <laughs> so, uh are you going to check for Carter 5? Do you think he still has it? Um if this the Carter 5 that been put on hold, 
I probably don't want to hear it because it's probably old and outdated. It yeah. probably got a whole bunch of shit from like 2012 that I don't know. The uh, what's the, damn? I can't think of the Cash Money song they put out, but uh, uh, it might be some shit like Bedrock. Remember Bedrock? Yes. It might. It might. If it's sound, if it's from 2012, probably sound like that. But if he working on new music and calling it the Carter Five, I think I I will probably check for it. I think he has some good stuff. I'll check for it too, but I don't have a whole lot of hope. I don't. I haven't been a fan of anything he's put out in a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I I don't know if he has it musically anymore. But I think we'll he, see. I got a chance. I think he good on features. Yeah. Every, I mean, I agree. Yeah, but um, other than that, man. I don't Never know. Really I, I really it. didn't care for Carter three like that. I didn't care for Carter four. So I don't know, man. Carter four. Carter three was I thought the beginning of the fall off. <laughs> but everybody loves that album. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I think people were still infatuated with the whole punchline thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about Serena Williams chipping out on? I know you're a tennis person. Yeah. I want to get your opinion on this real quick. <laughs> um, I know it's a little bit old now, but I don't think we really talked about it. So let, let's cover this real quick. Um, Serena at what was this championship? Um, that was the U.S. Open. U.S. Open. Yeah. yeah. So Serena gets beat by a little black Japanese Na- girl, Naomi, Naomi Osaka, Osaka, who I told y'all last podcast I was a fan of and I'm rooting <laughs> for her. So my girl won. Yeah. Um, and Serena was controversially won because Serena threw a fit. Or you could say she was unfairly, unfairly <laughs> discriminated treated. against yeah. Yeah. during the match. Um, and people had a whole lot to say about it. She thinks that pe- it was pressure on her and the judge was being, or what was it, the umpire. Yeah, the umpire. The umpire was being unfair to her and discriminating against her. What was your take on this situation? I think uh, I talked about it um briefly on in the loop Mm -hmm. but i think serena she she had a point to say something that first time yeah because um pretty much the umpire i mean it was pretty much accusing her of cheating saying her coach was coaching her and um for somebody like serena who always get tested who people always say she might be taking steroids or pd or whatever I think she got she had the right to be offended by that. So I think she called him out right there. And then after that, she went back to the match. What I did have a problem with was her kept going back to the umpire saying something. I felt like that took away from her game. You're a thief. Yeah. I'm a mother. I don't cheat. (laughs) What does that do with anything? Yeah. I'm a mother. I see where she was going, but. I don't. (laughs) Like, nobody cares about your kid right now. You in a match. For the championship, but you gotta look at it. She, he was pretty much saying she was cheating, and if you if you're not cheating, what well, was pissed off. he he marked her for getting coaching, which she was saying that's not is that really saying she's cheating? That's more so saying your coach can't be giving you signals. I I don't know if that's so much as saying that there she was, was, but but he was saying she was receiving coaching, and she said, "What I'm playing the game, I'm not." I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Fair enough. Yeah, so she... I think it was... I think they shouldn't have taken a point from her. 
I yeah, thought that was kind of too and, far. And see, yeah, and see, that's the problem she had with it. So I understand why she went ballistic. But she was but up in that dude's face. She kept pointing no, her kept, finger. And see, she kept going. Where it's like, all right, chill out. And that took away from her game because if um people the people that watch Serena, once she get out her out her game, anybody could be there. Yep. And and from that point on, I knew she wasn't gonna win. And she had a chance in the match too. So from that point on, I knew it was over. And I felt I felt so bad for the girl because she played a hell of a game mm-hmm. and won. And people was booing during the uh, ceremony because of the call and, and because of how um, the umpires did Serena. Yeah. They took, like, two points away. They they gave the girl, like, two points to the whole thing. It's like, damn. So that it kind of fucked up the match. But um, the fans didn't agree with it. And um, during her ceremony, during Osaka's ceremony, they was booing to the point she started crying. Yeah. And she started apologizing. Like, what is you apologizing for? And, um, yeah, I just felt so bad. She was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn. Her first match, her her first Grand Slam or whatever, she, um, yeah, people were talking about Serena. Yep. So it, it's fucked up. She had a pretty good game, too. A lot of people... Saying like, oh yeah, she won the one or all this other shit. No, nah, she, she was she Serena was, was getting her ass beat yeah, she, in the first set. Yeah, she got she did get her ass beat the first set. The second set, Serena had a chance. She was, you know, it could have been a good game. It was mm-hmm. a good game. But um that girl was balling. So it, it's it, it suck. Serena I, that's the only thing I don't agree with. Serena should have just kept playing and talked about it after the match. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not I don't know. It, she to me she fucked it up for yeah. that point. But Greatest of all time, my ass. I, playing. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with it though. They it was it was a little too harsh, and they way it was way too harsh on her because them other tennis the tennis guys they be saying all type of shit. Man, I don't they, know about they, that. They do. They be no. They be going off, man. They do. But here's the thing. I know some people, I, I know you watch tennis a lot, but some people were acting like this was the first time Serena's ever done some shit like this. Serena no. got a history of getting yeah. in the umpire's face, yelling at him, screaming at him, calling him names yeah. after some shit happened that she she didn't agree with. Yeah. So I and feel... See, she, and she did, uh, and to her defense, she always had problems at the U.S. Open. Yes. It's not like the, her, this is not the first time. She always had problems, yeah. so... I think that's why she kept going off too at that point because it's like it's always something. And um I think they did the same thing with Venus. They accu- I think this was a minute ago but they accused her of receiving coaching. Yeah. Whatever that rule is. But yeah, I, yeah, she, she she do got a temper and she just need to chill. I just wonder if we'll ever be able to criticize Serena Williams based on her tennis playing ability ever again. <laughs> Will it always be criticism? Like the cartoon, I'm not gonna say like it was it came from Australia. Yeah. So I'm sure the guy who wrote it, I'm not saying he was in the KKK, but I'm sure he had like a racist tendencies. Because Australia has a very, very racist culture there. They don't have a whole lot of black people there. Yeah. So and you see the commercials that come out of there, it's crazy shit. Yeah. So I I'm just wondering like can't will we ever be able to criticize her because we call her the greatest? Mm-hmm. We some people call LeBron the greatest. 
which subjects him to criticism, being the greatest. Mm -hmm. Now, when Serena loses, when Serena has any kind of controversy, it seems like it's somebody else's fault. Oh, she can't wear the black cat suit. It's racism. No, (laughs) nobody can wear that shit. You were the first person to ever do it, and they have a dress code for the men and the women, don't they? They so so damn strict on that. Yeah. Yeah. And you could argue, like, like, tennis is a little too strict on that type of thing. They need to adjust with the time. But... Still, I I kind of see where 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 people coming from though because it's kind of like when I was younger, um, I was in the Catholic school. I was only in the Catholic school up until like third grade, but uh, when I was in third grade, I had an afro, mm-hmm. and um, it it was some black kids there, but um, they was real strict on the hair policy, yeah. and so I had braids, and they said I couldn't have braids or whatever, so. I kind of look at it as that, as people not really knowing our culture. Yeah. As black people, they look at braids as unacceptable. So not saying, you know, like I said, they um, tennis do have a strict dress code, mm-hmm. but we we never had like a black tennis player like Serena who's in the culture, who's, I ain't going to say she a fashion icon or nothing like that, but mm-hmm. she's into the fashion stuff. Yeah. So when she do come out with some type of black, suit or whatever they like nah and it kind of looked like nah she being discriminated because she's black so um i think it's a problem that they don't really know our culture like that and our style because it was once upon a time remember people didn't want us wearing big pants you know what i mean but they didn't realize that was like our culture that was our style so you know now it's kind of more accepted now than it was before so i kind of look at it like that but it is a strict dress code. It's nothing to be debated about. You know what I mean? I feel you, and I'm not going to defend tennis and their historic policies or whatever because they need to be updated. Yeah. I feel like the men's matches are too long. They got to cut them shits down. Mm-hmm. Best, was it three out of five? I, or five out of seven? Yeah, what, I think what's it for men? Three out of five, I, right? I think it's, I want to say five out of seven. Yeah. yeah. For some, like Wimbledon and all that, the French Open, yeah. they got to cut that shit down because some of these matches be taking too, too fucking long. long. Yeah. But um, that said, I didn't like the cast suit. I thought it looked ugly. <laughs> so I'm not going to complain that she don't ever wear that again. Yeah. I like whatever she had on during her yeah. Chase commercial. Yeah. She could wear that every match. <laughs> yeah, but I understand where, where people coming from, though. Because remember you had Allen, remember Allen Iverson was wearing braids and the, he had the clothes and all that shit? That was different. And people, it, it, Man. But, but people, I felt like that was people not understanding our fashion, our culture. So they had a problem with it. They felt like it was un- unacceptable. I can't defend what AI was wearing, man. <laughs> this fool was showing up to the press conference with a white beater on and some triple X jeans, dog. Like, it was too... Well, I, like, that, that's unacceptable. But he, what far he was, as like a big... Like a white... Back then, white tees yeah. and... Big pants was the thing. That was that was the fashion then. Like we could go back in two thousands and look that shit up. That's what but, people was wearing at the fucking BT awards. But here's the thing: like the drug dealer outfits were popular then, so I can understand how at a workplace, people said the dress code was racist. I didn't think it was. I felt like niggas were pushing it too far at the time <laughs> in the in, NBA. People were coming up. AI wore what the fuck he ever wanted to wear. He didn't give a damn. 
um, it got too baggy at sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. I think the fashion, I honestly think the fat, the dress code in the NBA dress code kind of saved black fashion <laughs> because it made it cool to wear more traditional stuff that actually fits you and is tailored for you. Because in them two thousands, man, come on, dog. <laughs> I mean, we. I had my baggy pants too. We, I mean, we but, look at it crazy now, which it was crazy, but that was the fashion then. That was the style. Yeah, we weren't wearing no tight ass jeans. We was wear, We had to wear some big G unit pants. Yes, and a big Rockefeller shirt. <laughs> I mean, or Rockefeller shirt. So I mean, that was the style. And to tell people, nah, that's not acceptable. It's kind of like, damn, like this is this is what we wear and. Honestly, only black people was really wearing it. Yeah. So to do something like that, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard being an organization and try to have some structure, but yeah. But it's just, it's, it's kind of weird telling somebody like, nah, like, nah, you can't wear no hoodie. It's just like, this is no, what that, I, I understand. For, this is yeah, what, that's one thing. Yeah. The hoodie, so, like, white and black people wear that shit. But yeah, so. This, I, th- I, I can't defend the 2000s NBA fashion, man. <laughs> Niggas was taking it too far. We all were. Yeah. That, I mean, Triple X white tees and shit. That's how I was. Come on, man. I mean, if I could change it, I would. You would have been looked at as gay or a weirdo and, if and, you wore what you people wear now. And, and you want to you wanna hear something funny, though? Um, this was maybe, this was my senior year in high school, the year I didn't graduate. But, um... I, I kind of bad away from the baggy shit. People were still wearing baggy shit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I ran across this clothing line called Ed Hardy. Okay. So I'm like, damn, this shirt kind of nice. I got it for the low. I got a hat to match it. I wore it to school, and people was clowning me. Like, man, what you doing with that tight-ass shirt? Look at the hat. They was really laughing at me. And um, I'm thinking, like, damn, this shit hard. And then I'm like, damn, Jim Jones, they wearing the same shit. And they look hard in that shit. But um, they was clowning me for it. And I had, I, these weren't no skinny jeans or nothing, but they was like fitted jeans. Yeah. It was like, like if I wore them jeans now, they'd probably look big compared yeah. to what people be wearing now. But they was like some comfortable fitted jeans. And people were like, man, you look like a skateboarder. Man, what the fuck you got on? And and now it's, it's like totally different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the baggy jeans, I hate looking at old ass pictures. And I got a long ass t shirt. Yeah. But I mean, that was that was the fashion now. Yeah. That was before the European fashion took over. So you put the hood on to Arthur and tight clothes, is what you're I, saying I right did, now. Man. I, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wearing smaller white tees. Okay. I, I was still wearing white tees, but they wasn't the 3S. I was wearing like mediums. Okay. So um, acceptable. You still yeah. you didn't have to get help putting your pants on. Yeah, I, yeah. After a while, man, that shit looks so corny. I, I hate seeing dudes sag too, man. It's bad, man. I was looking at a, a video of Kodak Black. Have you seen that TMZ video? He's uh, like yelling, going crazy at the paparazzi. Yeah. And this fool's pants are so far down, like his ass is hanging out. Is damn. It's yeah. and you sound old saying that I know, <laughs> but uh, come on, man. Yeah, we uh, had what, that excuse back in the yeah. day because the pants was really big <laughs> and we really needed the belt. Now people be wearing tight yes. ass pants, and I feel like they sag just to show they belt. Yes. But I'm like, man, that shit just look. Nah, I go way too, way too low. Yeah, like it gets to the point I feel uncomfortable. Yes, for somebody that I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you I know you had that feeling where somebody uh you don't know doing something so crazy where it embarrassed you. Yes. <laughs> With another black person all in the restaurant saying nigga all loud. <laughs> and you feel embarrassed. <laughs> White nigga look bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Serena. Yeah, she. I don't know. She she can do other stuff, man. I think she should hang it up. <laughs> For good? Yeah. For, as far as uh, I mean, what more does she, she have to prove? She's trying to get the all-time. Um, she's trying to be the all-time winner of Grand Slams. Does she not have that yet? She at 23, and the all-time list is 24. Okay. So, or to tie, uh, I forgot who it is. Steffi Graf, was that her? I'm not sure. No, no, I'm not going to look know. it up. I don't care yeah, that much. Yeah, I don't but, think they care either. But, uh, yeah, she, if she get to 24, she would be... Tie for the most of all time. Okay. So I think if she gets people already call her the greatest without that though. So yeah, but it's kind of kind of a stat thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, get twenty five and hang it up. Yeah. I do that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Serena could do whatever. <laughs> that's all I got, man. Anything else you want to touch on? Nah, man. That's we had a few more topics here, but I don't really feel like talking about them. Tonight, shades on Dancing with the Stars. Is she washed up now? Officially. <laughs> I feel like she didn't even get started, man. That's true. Like, if he, I feel like she still got so much more to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still look at her as a newer artist. Well, not anymore. It's over. But, damn. I've man. never seen anybody be on Dancing with the Stars and then go on to have career success after that. Yeah. I know Maya was on there, which is kind of unfair. Not Number one, I think it's unfair to be somebody in the music industry and enter a, a dance competition <laughs> when you were a dancer. I don't know if Tinashe danced all that much. I don't think but so. But I would assume she's had training for her shows, whatever the fuck she'd be doing. Maya being on there with some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Carlton being on there with some bullshit. He's like a trained dancer. He was yeah, in Michael Jackson been commercials. He's been dancing since a kid. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's unfair to have. You think it should be people that have no experience in yeah. dancing? Yeah. Okay. Because the whole idea is like people like a Michael Irvin yeah. or, or athletes who I, don't I think, do that. I think Chris Jericho was on there, right? Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I get it. Okay. People who don't have a background in it, but when you've been doing that pretty much professionally, yeah, that, that's really not fair. But I don't really care. <laughs> I don't watch the show. That's like remember, uh, remember that rap show. Um, I think it was trying to find the best rapper or something. It was like a rap reality show where it was a what, making a band. It wasn't making a band, <laughs> but it was like more um, whoever can make the best song move to the next level type of thing. Okay, and remember Kaya on it, my neck, my back. Oh yeah, you know? Kia. I thought it was Kia. 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 Yeah. yeah, I think it's Kia. Yeah. She was on there, oh, and man. I didn't even realize it was her till they pointed it out. That's ridiculous. But that, it's kind of like somebody like her being on there. It's like, like you had success. You, exactly. You had a fucking record that still played to this day. And one you of on a, a show like this. Yeah, one of Mariah Carey's backup singers won. I don't want. I don't think it was American Idol, but it was like The Voice or something. One of those singing competitions. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this shit kind of rigged. I don't care about it that much. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. So, um, that's all I got, man. Anything else you got on the agenda? Uh, Anything else you want to touch on? Nah, I think that's it. Shoot, I think that's it. Uh, we usually plug socials here. Oh, real quick, you uh, are you going to see White Boy Rick? I heard it's good. Um, I don't know. I've 
I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I, I'm not really moved to go see it based off the trailer. Like, for example, I heard that Lady Gaga movie is good, too. With Dave Chappelle yes. in it. That was so fucking random. Yes. I was watching the preview, and I didn't. I knew she looked familiar, but I didn't realize it was Lady Gaga. And I seen Dave Chappelle and the only yeah. black person. I'm like, yes. I'm like what? And, and Chris Tucker was in a movie like that, too. It wasn't like this, but it was like some serious movie. It wasn't that like he was, a comedy. Yeah, and he was <laughs> randomly in it. I remember that a few years ago. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dave Chappelle is doing that now, too, I guess. But I, I don't know, man. I'll see it when it's on the fire stick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go pay to see it, but we'll see. Man, I had to update my fire stick, too. That oh, ter- terrarium. Remember, the the person, I don't know if you got terrarium. No. Okay. I might. I don't know. I don't really yeah, use it the, like that. But the person who ran that pretty much shut it off. So I couldn't watch none of my shows. Oh, so, damn. Yeah, so I had to find another uh, app. Which is pretty much the same thing, but somebody else redid it. Yep. So I had to update that, and then I ended up getting some shit called, you, you heard of Area 51? Mm-mm. It's something. It's kind of dope. I paid, um, I paid $30 for the service. Mm-hmm. It's $30 for six months, so it's pretty much $5 a month. Okay. And you get every channel. You get live stream every single game. You got all NFL packages, all oh, NBA damn. packages. He just gave up the damn bag, number one, so they're going to get <laughs> shut down. Hopefully nobody made it this far into the podcast who's affiliated <laughs> with the feds. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's illegal, though. Yes, it is, man. Oh, yes, well, it I is. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you pay $30 and get every single channel, that's like paying the cable guy to hook up your shit. <laughs> he worked for DirecTV, yeah, but it's not legal <laughs> to pay a dude $15. Right, we and we get... can cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> but I, I know about that bootleg life, though, man. I was bootlegging the fight, and I was nervous because I couldn't find a link in time. I was like, really? shit, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, and I got see, one. And see, that f- the fight came up. You get every pay-per-view and everything. Yep. So I I mean, See. I was at the concert, so I couldn't watch the fight. But uh, you still think it's it's not illegal? <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. For every pay per view. I, I think what it is, they need to f- find a way to stop all that shit. Then, you know what I mean? No, I mean it's Be- not worth it because the most people pay for the shit. Yeah, and, and I think it's a thing too where you can. I think you can stream. I think it's something where you can stream something, but you can't like. Save it. It's something weird. With no word. This. Yeah, it's something with the video thing. Because somebody was telling me how you can't really, like, save the video and try to resell it. You could, like, stream it from a site. It was, it was something weird. But okay. They, it's kind of, I don't know. They The people that stream all that shit, they find loopholes to get through where it's yeah. legal, kind of. Where it's kind of, it's kind of like, remember the food stamps? Yes. Where they used to have the physical food stamps and people were selling it. So they tried to do the card to, you know, stop people from selling their food stamps. Mm-hmm. But people, all they do is just, you know, here, take my card. Yeah. Hey, give me the money. Like, people going to find a way to sell food stamps no matter what. Yeah. But they keep trying to find every other way to stop it. Yeah. And I found out, like, we thought that TV was going to get cheaper with all the streaming shit. It's the same price, basically. Yeah. What I do now, I use my parents' uh, DirecTV login on my mm-hmm. Fire Stick. Like, I download the ESPN app, mm-hmm. the Fox Sports app, the NBC app, and I use their login to just watch the shit. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you're paying for, like, HBO Go, if you're paying for sports, 
it's yeah. the same as getting Comcast or DirecTV. It is. So I you might as well just that. get the shit. Yeah, I realized that too because uh, we had uh, it was a streaming service. I forgot the name of it, but you could pay like twenty dollars for a certain amount of channels, yeah. thirty dollars for a certain amount of channels, forty dollars and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. But um, like you look up and you paying like forty dollars a month yep. for like. A couple channels. Netflix, Hulu, on top yeah. of all that shit. Yeah, it's like, damn, I could might as well just have cable. Yeah. And then sometimes they have streaming problems, which is like, man, I'm better off getting cable. Right. But um It's a jig, man. Yeah. <laughs> At least music basically free. Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, so that's all I got, man. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Where you at, man? What you got? In the pipeline. Um, in the pipeline, uh, I could probably say this, but I'll be pretty much working with the ESG and Rocket Show. Yes. Wait, is that official now? Can we announce that? Have you asked your wife? (laughs) 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 And I ain't gonna lie, I told I told her that that um what was going on. Mm -hmm. She's like, what? So you doing another podcast? See? <laughs> I'm like, look. I'm like, look, this is a good opportunity. Yeah. Like for us. Yeah. Like, you want to make some more money eventually? <laughs> you want me to get some more? Gotta you sell it. You gotta stay low and build, girl. Stay yeah. low and build. Yeah, I'm like, we're gonna be out of this pretty soon. Yeah. Like you could quit your teaching job you don't like. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll be working with y'all on the ESG and Rocket Show. Hopefully okay. get this thing consistent. Yeah. We'll talk about well, well, basically what's going on with that now. Um, we're not going to record the place we've been recording at before. We've had some problem. I've talked about it on the podcast already. Yeah, I'm having an issue with the the turnaround for posting our episodes, the production quality of it, the Slim Thug episode. It was a good episode. I think it was ruined by the fact that their mics are shitty and his wasn't working, so you can barely hear him. Yeah, they finally updated some of the other podcast so you can now check out the slim thug episode as well as some other ones mm-hmm. but it's it sounded like shit and <laughs> from some of the mics so we're done with them we're gonna record somewhere else yeah. rebrand it yeah. still bring in some dope guests we love to have you on board if you're down with it figgy <laughs> yeah yeah i'm, so, I'm down to help man yeah. yeah yeah i'm excited to help so, so uh, I hope I ain't putting too much information out there. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's all good. It's Talk all to good. your sister. Your, your sister yeah. mad cool, man. Yeah. I feel like we got so much in common because she kind of remind me of myself trying to get somewhere and, mm-hmm. you know, the whole working for free and yep. quitting your real job to pursue this, um, your dream job yep. type of thing. So, um, yeah, we talked via text for a long time, pretty much the whole day. Okay. And, um... Yeah, I'm excited to work with y'all. That's good, you know, man. Get something going. Glad yeah. to have you on board, bro. Yeah. I ain't really. Up. She told me at the end too because I was texting a little slow because mm-hmm. I was watching the fucking Browns game. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, I'm kind of exhausted. Mm-hmm. I got a headache. Like, man, I can't believe this shit. And then I text, but I'm like, sorry, I was watching the game. And she said something. And she said, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm a Saints fan." I'm yeah, like, I, te- I tease her about that shit. I'm like, what? And so I'm sitting here rooting against the Saints. And I'm like, man. So I started teasing a little bit. Like, man, y'all supposed to lost. She deserves it. Uh, My sister has no reason to root for the Saints at all. She likes New Orleans because she went there a few times. But you know what? It's a lot of people here that root for the Saints just for no fucking reason. I mean, there's a lot of people here from New Orleans or from Louisiana. Yeah, I get that. So there's that. But it's people that was born and raised in Houston. 
with family in Houston, but just a New Orleans fan. Disgusting. Just like, huh? It's like people born in Cleveland who are Patriots fans. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no I, I will say about Cleveland, it's a lot of Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh Steelers fans yeah. who was born and raised in Cleveland, family in Cleveland, but Pittsburgh fans. It's kind of like Pittsburgh, that's kind of like the the Dallas Kind of like the Dallas Cowboys of Cleveland. Like, don't nobody like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. We we hate that team. And it was a rivalry, but Cleveland sucked so bad where it kind of became not a rivalry. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it bugged me out how people, like, like how is you a Pittsburgh fan? You were born and raised in Cleveland. And, um, like I said, I don't have a problem with liking another team, but when people start shitting on the Browns yes. that's from Cleveland – like, oh, the Browns suck. Ha ha. I don't like the Browns. I want them to lose all the time and be a Pittsburgh fan. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh? Like, that's why I don't mind people buzzing me about being a Patriots fan because I'm a diehard Cleveland fan. Mm-hmm. I root I can root for the fucking uh ML the 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 minor league hockey team. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's from Cleveland. But when you start shitting on Cleveland, and then say, oh, yeah, but I'm a Patriots. It's like, man, shut up, man. Houston has the same problem, man. We have a bunch of bandwagon-ass motherfucking fans out here. <laughs> That's why the Rockets games don't sell out. That's yeah. why, I mean, the Texans games do because football is huge it's, here. Yeah, it's football. But there's a lot of people who shit on the Texans here as well. Maybe deserve, deservedly so sometimes, but still. Yeah. I understood when we didn't have a football team for you to root for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all motherfuckers... <laughs> not born from Dallas, ain't been to Dallas but three times in your life, but are diehard Cowboys fans, despite the fact that you were born here. I don't have respect for that at all. Yeah. But and I, and Lakers I, fans here, too, y'all can suck a dick, <laughs> bitch asses. And see, I I get it if you, you know, you like, hey, I root for Houston no matter what, yep. but I'm low-key. Because I don't like to shove, shove it in people's face that I'm a Patriots fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, everybody know I'm from Cleveland and I ride and die for Cleveland. So, you know, it don't make sense for me to be like, oh, Patriots, Patriots, ah. Yeah. But, like, when you shitting on your own city, your own team. It's that, whack, that man. Just don't, I just I don't get it. I have no respect for it. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, it, like, I always tell people this. If the Patriots play the Browns, I'm rooting for the Browns no matter what. Yeah. But, but if the Patriots win, you're going to skip off like, that uh, Browns jersey. Yeah, it's kind of like, nah, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> but it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like the glass half full. Yeah. Like you know, I, I root I root for the Patriots no matter what, except for the Browns and now the Texans. I don't. Okay. I, I just want the Texans to finally beat the Patriots. I don't, know if I don't think it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen if the whole team gets sick with the flu, maybe before the game, some shit like or that. Something Bill crazy Bel- has to happen. Unless Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is not on the team. Even <laughs> then, then, I, I don't know if I'll put it past because you know how that system works. It's next man up. Yeah. So I think Bill Belichick's system gonna outlive him. You know what would be team. crazy? What if Brian because Brian Horrier is the uh, backup for Tom Brady yeah. right now? If he come in and beat the Texans, dog, that would be crazy. I mean, it wouldn't be any crazier. Number one, if I don't know if he played the Vikings this year, probably not. But Case Keenan would beat our ass right now. <laughs> Well, well like he played lot. the Broncos. He, he played for the Broncos. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, he just I got think, to the Broncos. That's right. That's right. That's right. But either way, a lot and most. Do, and, and we do, uh, the Texans do play them this year. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, play the Broncos. Yeah, well, he going to so be that's, our ass, that's man. A, so, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that would be nothing new, man. An old player coming to beat our ass. It's, it's happened it's, before. It's just crazy how um, Brian Hoyt, he stunk it up in the playoff game yep. and come back with the Patriots and look good. That shit would be crazy. And Brian Hoyer, a Cleveland guy, too. Yep. So that part, that, that part really sucked. I don't want to talk about the Texans, man. I get too depressed. Yeah. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, so what else? What else? What else? What else? I think um, it's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TheFiggyFig. Yep. Um, I had to activate my Instagram again, no, but I'm still not on it. I didn't want them to delete it. Yep. So I just activated. I took my profile picture off. They gave you the threat. Huh? They gave you the no, threat. No, I don't think they did, but I was looking up because I was thinking like, man, I've been off for about a month. Mm-hmm. And I started looking up like, oh, they they deleted after a while if it haven't been active like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh shit. So I had to reactivate it, but I'm still not posting nothing. I'm, I I've been trying to post more on the gems and juice yep. page. So follow that at gems and juice. Follow the um, the podcast on Twitter at gems and juice. Like us on Facebook. Rate the podcast. Comment. Yeah. Do all that. Do all that. Um, got some video here we're testing out. I don't know how it came out yet, but hopefully I forgot we out, was doing video, I, man. Dog, I forgot. I left it on you for a while. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope you wasn't picking your nose or some shit. I'm probably sitting here looking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, check that out. We got new things. We're trying to rebuild and rebrand the podcast. Yeah. So um, check out for the, all that stuff. Um, shout out to Jasmine, of course. Uh, check out ESGN Rocket Show, maybe starring Figgy as well soon. <laughs> Keep a lookout for that. I'm trying to reboot that too. So yeah. that's about it. I'm on Twitter at the Ryan Rocket with two T's. Instagram Ryan Rocket. I don't be doing shit on there, but hey, check me out anyway. Also, another thing we're gonna start doing. I'm gonna try to do it too. I was I want to start creating playlists. Okay, we've so, done that already, haven't yeah, we? We did it. We ain't really um. We ain't really promoted like that. Yeah, I noticed that. But, but <laughs> what I was waiting on, though, um, I wanted to get maybe like five more songs that we both like personally. Yeah. That's kind of our favorite songs to add it to it so it could be a little longer and a yeah. little more instead of just the intro <laughs> songs. We I, did, I mean, we could talk about this off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Uh, yeah um, we'll probably tweet something out from the um, Gems and Juice podcast um, yeah. Twitter. Of the playlist, so you can go check it out. It's on Tidal. We got it on Spotify mm-hmm. and Apple Music. Yep. So it's a pretty good playlist too. I was listening to. It, I'm like, damn, it's random as hell. Yes. We use <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we use all the music we ever bumped in with. Yeah. <laughs> so so we went from photo shoot Gucci Man. Yes. To Billy Jean. <laughs> to Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Yes. It was all over the place. <laughs> Lil Troy. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think next time we'll make a theme playlist. Like, let's have our favorite R&B tracks, yeah. favorite remixes, favorite yeah. Dipset songs, something like that. I don't yeah. know. We'll come up with themes in the future. For sure. And talk about that more as well. Yes. So, check all that out. Shout out to all our female co-hosts who are too busy to do the damn podcast. We don't need y'all. <laughs> we, we held it down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for my boy Figgy, for Jasmine, shout out to her as well. She'll be on on Friday, probably, hopefully, maybe. We'll see if she's still This is the Jim and Juice podcast, y'all. Peace. We out.